This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Fire season forecasters say an above-normal wildfire threat may not hit western Montana until midsummer, but a lot depends on everything from a wet spring to normal temperatures. Forecasters with the National Interagency Fire Center say easing of the drought in western Montana and near-normal readings for moisture in the mountain snowpack could forestall the intensity of the fire risk in late spring and early summer. While the fire risk may hit sooner in eastern and southwest Montana, the April 1st outlook is more optimistic. However, after last year's unusual June heat wave accelerated the fire, NFIC Predictive Services forecaster Stephen Epilotti warns a lot of factors are in play, including the threat of human-caused fire. Ippolati will also be watching to see if an earlier fire season forecast in central Oregon and coastal California will once more send heavy smoke into the northern Rockies. That's occurred over the past few summers. Authorities say the Helena area has seen an uptick in a scam scheme known as spoofing. Spoofing occurs when scammers falsify caller ID numbers in order to pretend to be someone they're not. They can do this by utilizing apps that allow them to fake their caller ID. Recently, scammers have been pretending to be police officers, sometimes using a police officer's name to make their claims more legitimate. The scammer then proceeds to make false claims and ask for payment under threat of arrest. Adam Shanks, sergeant of the Criminal Investigations Division with the Helena Police Department, says police officers will never ask you for money over the phone. Quote, the thing that's for the public to realize or remember, according to Shanks, is that police officers will never ask you for money on the phone. Ever. Police officers will never request you get any kind of money in the form of green dot cards or any kind of gift card or anything of that nature. Federal investigators are back at the Montana State Psychiatric Hospital following an assault that reportedly left a patient with severe injuries. The inspection by officials from the U.S. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services was reported by the Montana State News Bureau. The female victim of last week's assault by another patient was flown to a Missoula hospital, according to the Montana State News Bureau. Bernadette Franks-Angoy, with the advocacy group Disability Rights Montana, said the assault underscores the need for state officials to act to ensure that the hospital is safe for its patients while they're being treated for serious mental illness. Four hospital patients have died since last October, three because of COVID-19 and another after frequent falls. Another patient died in August of 2021 after staff ignored her complaints that she couldn't catch her breath. CMS found hospital officials did not properly investigate the death. A Montana County Republican organization paid to have election officials recount signature envelopes from the November 2020 election in an attempt to alleviate voter concerns 
after a private group falsely claimed its own count found nearly 4,600 more votes than envelopes. Quote, I would tell voters they can be 100% confident that their vote counts and will be counted. That's Von Den Kopetsky, the chair of the Missoula County Republican Committee. The result of this week's envelope count was a difference of 71, over nearly 72,500 votes cast in Missoula County. That's according to Elections Administrator Bradley Seaman. The margin of error was nine one-hundredths of one percent. Compared to six percent in January, the count performed by the Montana Election Integrity Project. What it all boils down to is that Montana elections are safe and secure, Seaman said. If there had been an error involving 4,600 votes, it would have been caught by the Canvas Board, the Secretary of State's office, and a post-election equipment audit. The Montana voter fraud claim and the county party's efforts to disprove it are an example of the fallout from unfounded allegations of voter fraud made by former President Donald Trump and his allies after he lost. The process used this week was different from previous counts. It made a difference in the accuracy, according to Seaman. County workers double-checked their counts, matching their tallies to the number on the box that the envelopes were stored in and had witnesses signed to affirm that the recorded results were accurate. The Montana State Fund, the state's largest workers' compensation insurance company, recently announced a 3% average rate reduction for its policyholders. The decision at the March 11th meeting of the Montana State Fund Board of Directors is effective for new and renewal policies on or after July 1st. It's the 16th year in a row that MSF rates have remained flat or been reduced, according to the agency. MSF Board Chair Richard Miltenberger said in a news release, the board is committed to providing Montana employers with stability and predictability, knowing that the agency has a big impact on Montana businesses. With the most recent reduction, the state's rates are now 54% lower than in 2006. The last rate increase was in 2006. Next to payroll, workers' compensation insurance is the highest expense on an employer's books, according to state officials, adding that small businesses make up the backbone of the Montana economy. Last October, the state fund announced a record-tying $40 million dividend for policyholders. Montana Governor Greg Gianforti has invited the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture to Montana to help confront unexpected wildfire risk and forest health problems. Quote, Montana is facing unprecedented wildland fire risk and forest health conditions that threaten our homes, communities, and economies. Governor Gianforte wrote that in a letter to USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack. Quote, through cross-boundary coordination and initiatives funded and prioritized by both of our agencies, we're taking action to mitigate the risk of fire to Montanans, but more must be done. The governor's office says 3.8 million acres are the state's top management priority, and 60% of that is owned by the federal government. 
The governor's release says the Montana Department of Natural Resources and Conservation increased the amount of forested acres treated by more than twofold in 2021 compared to 2020. Researchers at Princeton University say the air pollution from wildfires across the U.S. could triple by 2100 without climate change mitigation efforts. According to a study published Monday in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the researchers combined results from multiple climate models to predict different amounts of particulate pollution after three climate change mitigation scenarios. Though a high degree of climate change mitigation would avoid the severest effect, the findings indicate the region is still headed for an increase in air pollution coming from wildfires. Quote, in the next 20 to 30 years, fine particle pollution over the U.S. Pacific Northwest will increase under all scenarios, even under strong mitigation. That's according to Mian Lin, a co-author of this. Even in the strongest climate change mitigation scenario, where the world reaches net zero carbon emissions around 2050, Lin said wildfire particle pollution will increase by as much as 50% by the middle of the century, and then level off through 2100. Even if carbon emissions remain at their current levels in 2050, with global emissions reaching net zero, particle pollutions will almost double, according to Lynn. Lynn says their research indicates that without adopting the strongest climate change mitigation scenario, the severe pollution seen after the 2017 and 2021 wildfire seasons would continuously reoccur every three to five years. The Lewis and Clark Library announced Tuesday that it would resume in-person programs and reopen community meeting rooms at all branches on Friday, April 1st. Library leaders suspended in-person programs when its facility closed due to COVID-19 two years ago. In addition to restarting in-person programs, the library is also extending its weekend hours. The new weekend hours will be from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.